Field Notes brand. USA-made memo books and other products, including seasonal limited editions. Visit fieldnotesbrands.com or 400 North May in Chicago. It is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Right on, Dynasty Podcasts here at Virgin Hotels, closing out the night. I'm Black, here with Chuck Anderson, a.k.a. No Pattern, known to a lot of people online as No Pattern. How are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you for coming out. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, like I was saying to Malcolm earlier tonight, you're another name, another talent who, like, in my head, I've been like, man, that's another guy we haven't had on yet who we need to get on the mic, so I appreciate you being that's here. That's good, though. It means there's a lot of people in Chicago that uh, you have on a list, which is exciting for this city. Well, you know, this is what I'm seeing all the time. It's like... Like we were saying earlier, the the level of talent across the board, not just for music, mm-hmm. but for I think the entire creative sector in Chicago, yeah, yeah. everybody's raising their game so Absolutely. much. There's a renaissance right now, you know, in Chicago. Well, right. I mean, almost not even a renaissance, just kind of a, it's it's catching up with you know a lot of other big cities. Chicago's always kind of felt, you know, that few steps, few years behind New York and, and L.A. and you know. And now all of a sudden, all eyes are on us. It really is, and it's just. Um, you know, it's a, it's just a slower effort. It's a little more under the radar, even though it's a huge city. But um, I just think that uh, people are starting to just kind of own the fact that they're from here, mm-hmm. uh, figure out, you know, um, th- there's some really good people whose, you know, footsteps um, people are really starting to follow and, and uh, people paving the way and doing exciting things that I think shows other people that it can be done here. You don't have to go somewhere else. You know what I mean? The Internet helps, obviously, with that, too. I just don't think people feel tied to any particular location in order to be successful in 2017. No, I'm such a big believer in that message. Like I tell my students at Columbia all the time, Mm -hmm. like you can go to LA and New York, there's nothing wrong with that option, but like you don't have to, it's not your only option anymore. Um, so you're, you've been doing creative work in Chicago for, for how long? Um, well, I mean, I'm, I'm from here. Um, I, I grew up, you know, I mean, I'm from here, I grew up in the suburbs and then, I didn't go to college um, when I was 18, just kind of took a year off and to that turned into what became a business essentially became no pattern. But so professionally speaking though, since I was 18 and I'm almost 32. So, you know, going on like 13 years now, I yeah. would say that I've been working, you know, um, and people have known me kind of as no pattern since about that time as well. So talk about um, that yeah. title. I mean, I read a interview I think you gave with like ad week about that, mm-hmm. but like talk about kind of what no pattern means, like why sure. you chose that. So because I chose it so long ago, you know, no pattern, it was kind of one of those. I mean, I actually chose it even, I, I came up with that even before graduating when I was still in high school, really. Um, you know, it was one of those things where I, I, I had a website I you know, I hand coded myself and I, I was going to say I, a website that long. Yeah. That yeah. Been and, like... and this is before, I mean, you got to, you know, think like pre social media, you know, so just like teaching myself everything. I took some web design class in high school, you know, and again, this is going, this is dating God, me, but that must have just back been like in a huge task. 2000, 2001. Yeah. I mean, it's just opened up notepad and bracket HTML, <laughs> you know, you just start typing and, and, Open, you know, close. keep a window and refresh it as you save things out and you figure it out. Um, but, wow. uh, and no pattern was kind of just the name I came up with while I was, I think I was 17 when I came up with it and it was just kind of reflective of me as a, a creative person. I never had, uh, 
one particular thing I like to do. I kind of like to dabble in a lot of things. I was in a band in high school and I um, did, you know, all our flyers and I did photography. And then I started having other bands in the area ask me to do their flyers because I, I had a kind of good eye for design. And I think all the other flyers just looked like some kid did them. I put a lot like of just in- generic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was very intentional about what I put on them and I thought it was important that they look good. Um, and so I started getting asked to do that. So it was like a first taste of, of client work, if you will. And, um, but yeah, so no pattern kind of just at the time was just a cool name. Um, but over the years has really come to kind of define me as someone who, um, you know, I just, I have a lot of creative interests. Um, you know, I have the creative director title now at Havas, but I am a photographer and a designer and an artist and I like to just do a lot of things. So just, it's a fitting title, which makes me feel like I'm not, you know, necessarily set in any one thing and. Sets a precedent for when I do stuff that's like totally out of the blue. I don't feel like people should have any expectations. You're not fenced in. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's nice. And the name doesn't have to define that, but because I picked that, I've kind of enjoyed like the fact that it's kind of been able to come to represent, you know, just doing one thing one day and something different the next. So, so I think people right now they would probably be familiar with like your Instagram account. um, Yeah, where you have a lot of really, I think striking visuals mm-hmm. that um i mean i'll let i'll let you talk about sure, it but yeah. like kind of talk about your approach to your instagram and your visual yep. work it's super funny you know because t- to me instagram was just like i you know i know you had dennis uh on here yeah, a little while dennis back and, and, and he was a, awesome a lot of people who have had um you know kind of uh you know, especially now i mean if you're a 2021 and you're creative and starting a career th- you know this time you know um in in the world, you, you know, your launching pad can kind of be Instagram. For me, when Instagram came out, it was just yet another platform. You know, right. it was like I already had my, my website. I already had all sorts of design forums, all that stuff. And then Instagram kind of just became like another place. But it's kind of risen to the top, you know, in terms of sharing. Like Tumblr's kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit. Yeah. It's just kind of this endless blog kind of of just gifts cool. and, yeah i mean yeah. it's it's it, it's cool i mean it's kind of what you make of it right but instagram has really kind of separated itself and almost become a portfolio unto itself so um you know for me it's kind of just a, this depository for the things i make so whether it's you know my photography or like i've been experimenting with 3d stuff lately and it's kind of a place to drop things i've been you know, working on, or, um, I do a lot of work with like the bulls. And so like when I'm, you know, shooting for the bulls, like I'll you know, post stuff I'm doing while I'm there. I've actually kind of been not posting so much lately. Cause I don't, I haven't been making as frequently. I've had other, a lot of stuff going on in my life. Um, and so, um, other people kind of like feel like they have to post a certain, you know, number of things a day where I'm just like, Hey, if I got something like I'll post it. And if not like no, no pressure, but I use Instagram stories a lot because I like sharing the day to day behind the scenes and, um, just being able to kind of show that some more real side of it, you know, I, I enjoy that. It takes all the pressure off. You know? Well, I think people, I think you're right. I think you nailed it. Like people I think have gone from like kind of this like picture perfect Instagram aesthetic where right. it's like, maybe go through, like, three editing apps or, you know, yeah. I mean, you know. Like yeah, you, yeah, you it's have very this polished. Very, and right. It's, yeah, yeah. And then if you're on some, like, Snapchat <laughs> or Instagram stories or even Facebook yeah. Live, the, you, I, you can't edit on the fly. Like, it's right. just, it is what you yeah, see. Yeah, Instagram stories has just become, I mean, it really did take over Snapchat, and that's been well talked about and established already, but it's, right. it's just, like, the, it's the, b-side to you know what you see on the um on the on on your feed you know like you keep your you know a lot of people kind of only post like the best of the best and then instagram stories is so fleeting so i think people think a lot less and are just a little more willing to post just 
kind of whatever, you know, which is great. I think that's good. I think, I think, um, social media is really like made, you know, and, and it's maybe amplified it in some ways, but like, you know, people's lives and things seem so polished and perfect on Instagram and, and, you know, Instagram stories, maybe, you know, depending on how you use it. I mean, maybe that amplifies it for some people, but like for me, it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm just home right now. Here's some books I own. Like that sounds boring, it but like, a more I real. like to share like things I collect and like, you know, my day to day life. It's not as exhilarating as some, but like, I enjoy having that outlet and that stuff doesn't really belong like on the main Instagram feed to me. I like that it's got that place. So it's been cool to be able to share kind of a slice of somewhere in between like professional and personal life. That's kind of what that feature is to me. So No, I I think you nailed it in that. Like you're right. Like social, the like primary social Facebook or an Instagram, Mm -hmm. it does have to be so polished. It has to be so, I, I tell my, my students at Columbia when, I'm like, look, don't compare yourself to somebody else because they're a social media. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, nobody no, no, Instagrams no. themselves like cleaning their cat litter. They just <laughs> yeah. do their like Miami vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, people but post stuff not. that, yeah, I mean, and this, none of this really matters at the end of the day, but I mean, like, you know, people post stuff that's old and, and you're just like, man, they're always traveling, they're always this or that, and like, <laughs> right. but who cares, I mean, and then it makes you, it affects your life, and then so you should just be thinking about what you got going on, not worrying about what other people have going on. I used to a lot more, you know, when I first got started, you know, pre-social media, it was design forums for me, so I was like on, you know, different design forums, websites, whatever, and it was like that was where like you worried about what other people thought and it was this conversation one-to-one people like kind of going at it and talking about design or this thing sucks or that thing sucks whatever you know so that's always been there it's just like en masse now it's just a lot more of it and right whatever so um there's always been that form now it's just just more everyone's on it and so you just got to do your thing and you got something cool to share share and if you don't don't worry about it <laughs> so talk about your approach to your creative life yeah when you were just doing the no pattern thing, like we talked sure. before the mics were on and you talked yeah, yeah. about kind of being an independent creator for about 11 years. Yeah. Like totally independent. Yeah. 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 How did um, that work? What did you learn from that? Like what were the advantages? I mean, all it's, those? Yeah. It's a lot to unpack and sure. I mean, it's a lot of questions in one. So I try and think like, where do I start? I mean, like there, for me, you know, um, no pattern really got started like out of high school, out of kind of out of desperation. Like I didn't have, I didn't have any money and, and like, you know, I'd actually applied to go to Columbia actually. Um, and I got a scholarship and it wasn't like a full scholarship, but it was whatever they were giving was like a pretty substantial amount at the time. And I, I just didn't, it just didn't, it wasn't like in my heart to go like not there or anywhere. I was just like my, like my, my mom didn't finish school. And like my dad, like my dad was a pastor growing up and like, but even when he went to school, it was seemed like this like forced thing. And so just like, they didn't care so much. <laughs> like, so I didn't have pressure from them and I didn't have teachers in high school that were like necessarily pressuring me. And I felt pretty confident that eventually I could figure something out. But it was that first year where I was like, all right, what am I going to do this year? And I just started scrapping stuff together. I worked at Threadless. Uh, you know, people are familiar with Threadless. I was sure. one of the first like six employees at Threadless. I packed, That's amazing. I packed t-shirts and I met them because one of my t-shirts won is actually one of the very first 45 t-shirts ever uh, when Threadless like first started. And so that's how I got to know them. And I introduced myself after a little more personally to Jake who had started Threadless mm-hmm. and said, yeah. if you guys need, I was living in the suburbs, you know, I said, if you guys need any help, like I'd love to work over there. I'll do anything just to kind of, you know, meet people, in the door. Be, or be around it, whatever. And he's like, yeah, we could actually use help packing orders if you want to come. So I drove my little geo tracker with no air conditioning from the <laughs> suburbs up all the way to Ravenswood and Foster, um, you know, every day. And it was boiling hot in there, but I met this guy, Jeffrey Kalmakoff, um, there who gave me a job doing, uh, flyers for smart bar. 
uh, here in town. So okay. back when I was yeah. like 18 years old, I was doing $100 a pop uh, flyers for Smart Bar. That was how I learned to uh, charge for work. That was my very first like client job. And I started doing those and that led to work with a magazine called Accelerator that was mm-hmm. like a kind of underground electronic and DJ culture and started Free doing blogs. stuff that. That rolled into having some meat on the bones of my portfolio. And next thing I knew, I reached out to ESPN Magazine, just totally guessed the art director's email address, and they got back to me and gave me a project and did some work with uh, McDonald's with the agency called Digital Kitchen here in town. And all of a sudden, I was like, all right, like I've got a portfolio. I've got some clients, you know, and it just kind of snowballed that. Um, that was kind of the beginnings of it. And then I just kept doing more of that, teaching myself stuff, staying curious all the time, you know, constantly learning, meeting people, going to bookstores, going to Quimby's, buying magazines, <laughs> saving such magazines. such a Chicago story. Yeah. I love it. Like, the re- it- oh, I mean, like, for me, when I was 16 and I finally got a, a license, like, the goal was get out of the suburbs, go to Chicago to go to the Fireside Bowl for a show, go yep. to Quimby's, go to... Uh, Belmont Army Navy. Totally. I mean, it was just like, and, and I was fascinated. It was just like, I, there was this whole other world to discover that wasn't at the mall where I grew up, you know. And I was just like utterly fascinated with all these these places and brands and 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 music and all the culture that was happening there. And, and I just I loved it. And you know, and now I'm here. If you, know. you went to Clark and Belmont in like the mid '90s, yeah, it was middle school or high schooler. <laughs> it was it incredible. Just, Blow yeah, it's blowing your mind. Yeah, absolutely. Free and internet, it, like and, yeah. And I was fascinated. I still have that fascination today. Like I, when I when I was driving here, I, you know, I take Lakeshore Drive and heading south on on, on there. Still to me, I'm I'm still just like man. Like this is the way I have to go to get to where I'm going tonight. I'm not right. going out of my way for this view. Like I love the city and and like that fascination hasn't really gone anywhere, even though they're putting a target over at that Belmont and Clark. <laughs> you know, um, everything's a target now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, no, man, Chicago is fantastic, and it's really shaped a lot of who I am, and, and the people have kind of influenced, like, you know, my work ethic and the people I work around now, and, and you know, it's it's in me through and through. I took a little break, lived in Michigan for about five years, mm-hmm. um, which was an interesting point in my career, a good one, but an interesting one. It's actually what drew me back here ultimately. So I just knew I needed more of like what was happening here. So yeah. well, and now it's like, and again, like it's very obvious, but it's like. It is this kind of like whatever you want to call it, Renaissance or whatever. Yeah. Like, how do you view being a creative in Chicago now mm-hmm. where if you are like, let's say like 19, 22 or whatever, yeah. it's not, you don't even have a second thought. This is just where you go to activate. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I just think, like, again, I was saying earlier, like, I think the internet has a lot to do with it. I think people don't feel the nece- necessarily like they have to leave to be successful. And I think maybe there used to be a pull to get out of here, you know, right. and go to the coasts and like go where the things are happening. But now, I mean, like, you know, I really, I mean, you can trace like what's happening in Chicago right now back to Kanye and like, um, mm-hmm. yeah. in a big way. I mean, like everything from like, you know, cause like one of the earliest projects I did was the, um, Lupe Fiasco food and liquor cover. Yeah. Um, and like that project for me was really cool. Cause like I, I met with him at St. Alfred's and again, I was like living in my parents' house in the suburbs and a guy that I met on the internet like introduced me to him, knew I was in Chicago. We met up. I shot pictures of him. He asked me to work on his album. Next thing I know, I'm like photographing him and like all his belongings for that cover. And like, then he was on, and like, I remember he was like in the suburbs. This is like going way back. And he's like, this is very inside baseball kind of stuff. But like, no, but I love this just seeing like uh, him be on that Kanye song and on, on uh, touch the sky and everything mm-hmm. like, and then he got big and then that album was Grammy nominated. And then like, 
you know, what came out with Virgil, you know, with Kanye and Virgil and I and, and our friend, my friend Benjamin, um, he started Boxed Water. We had a site called The Brilliance and the three of us ran this blog for years and, and like, now Virgil's gone on to be just like massively successful yeah. and doing his thing. And it's, I mean, it's so cool. Cause he's such a, he's so deserving. I don't know anybody else who's quite as deserving, but he's really setting a tone too. I mean, he's not Chicago based, but he's from here and he talks and about he has that. His ties. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so I just think like, it's all these people who have been from here and like their roots are here and they talk about it and acknowledge it. And, the, and, and like, I mean the kind of like what's happening like right now, I think you can kind of trace back to like, you know, kind of now what's happening with Chance all over again and everything kind of it feels like when Kanye started. It, it does. really does. I yeah. mean, I wonder if Chance is in 10 years is going to have his, like, dark period. Because um, this feels very, like, you know, um, late registration right now. It's Graduation. Yeah, yeah, like, is yeah, he going to yeah. get, like, is he going to have some demons or is he going to stay, you know? I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. But it's cool. I mean, like, it's, it's exciting. And I think all the music stuff has really paved the way for people like myself who are more visual artists and kind of people who are a part of the culture and like to participate in that it feels like Chicago is coming to its own. Yeah. Know? Even for Instagram. And we had uh, Jason Peterson on yeah, yeah. a few months back and obviously like, you know, like his Instagram is equally just striking and yeah, very absolutely. like dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. And you see so much great Instagram talent in the city swopes and on and on mm, and on now. Mm. So I think, yeah, like the, the bar has been raised. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Something else that I think is really interesting when we talk about this longevity you've had in your career is, that's not something that people achieve all the time now or yeah. that I think even people think that much about. I think everyone's concerned with, like, getting as many likes as possible. Oh, 100%. But I'm they're so, not thinking, like, 5, 10 no, years. No, 100%. And I think, uh, so, like, a big thing, so as my role as creative director at Havas, so Jason hired me at Havas two years ago, and, and a big part of that was for me to, um, you know, I saw it as a big part um, was for me to mentor some of the younger designers. So, mm-hmm. like, a guy like Dennis to me, I was just like, man, this guy's so talented and, like, crazy talented. And, like, I just, I like, I know that I'm really lucky to have the, had the first half of my life no internet and the second half internet and Photoshop and all that stuff. Yeah. So, like, I can appreciate things maybe in a different light than he could. Um, and so, like, it's been really cool for me to talk to guys like him who I see as super talented, but I'm trying to get them to see the forest for the trees and, like, think about, like, the long term and, like, help them learn how to be become not only because I don't feel like I need necessarily teach them how to be a good artist or a good designer or photographer but like right. how to be a good professional and a good adult and like a good you know yeah. business person like those are important things too and you know I think it's things like that that you know play a big role and and like Jason is a big part like a lot of people look at Jason I almost forgot what the original question is but this is still interesting stuff but like yeah a lot of people look at Jason as someone who's like you know, he's not like this 20 year old kid. It's like, oh, I want to be successful like when I'm his age or like when I'm Chuck's age or whatever. And so like to help younger people now see that they should plan for, hey, when you're kind of Instagram flame, you know, or if, what if Instagram is not cool in two years? Like plan on that. That's that's you know? what I say. Think, think about life beyond that, because, you know, it's great now. But in five years, if it's not there, maybe it will be. And that'd be great. But like just consider the fact that you might not always have this wave that you're riding now round your skill sets out learn other things stay curious and make sure you're always growing in some capacity so, that's such great yeah, advice yeah. though because there were a lot of people who were famous on myspace yeah and it's absolutely. like that's a dead currency hey, you know what there's a lot of people that were famous on vine like look at yeah. what happened i mean like 
where are those people right now? That ended like a couple months ago. Well, you know what right. I mean? Like, yeah, this stuff can be over in a heartbeat. So I'm in, just like, don't think of yourself as like a good Instagrammer. Think of yourself as a, a really good photographer who happens to primarily use Instagram as his portfolio. Right. But oh, your yeah. platform might change, right? In, yeah, yeah. in well, two years or, well, or in an afternoon. Actually, not even that it might change. Most importantly, have your own platform that you own. So that when the tides turn, like you've still got something that is is there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't think Instagram's going anywhere, but Facebook owns it. So, like, who knows? Like, maybe knows? it gets bigger and better. Maybe it gets worse and everyone leaves. Like, have your own site where you host your own content so that if something happens, you're not sort of, like, on desert island of of nothing. I, I'm surpri- I, I keep bracing myself, like, that Trump is going to buy Twitter at one point. Just to be like... Sometimes I'm like, man, they could, like, shut down and, like, he'd be cut off and there's no legal repercussions because Twitter, Twitter's, like, private business. Like Right. So those things can change That's anytime. Wild to think about. <laughs> uh, talk about your role because we've kind of like talked around Havas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like talk about what you're doing with Havas and the annex and like cool, sure, and the yeah. work that's going on there. Yeah, haven't talked around it so much. It's kind of like led up to it. Right? It's right. kind of chronological because that that's only like you know in the scheme of things that's like about ten percent of my career now at this point in my life. So it's still new. Um, I. I met Jason, um, actually circling all the way back. I met, uh, Jason Peterson, um, like three years ago we were both at, so I was with Lupe. Um, he was doing this, uh, world cup event. So it was when the U S was in the world cup and he was in town to perform at grand park. And I was with him and my friend sky. And then Jason was, was around and, and like trash hand and swoops. Like we were all just like mm-hmm. hanging out at the public hotel. And I met Jason. Shout out public, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah, they're great. And, uh, but yeah, Jason was there and, and we kind of met very briefly. And then I hit him up afterwards, like, hey, we should grab coffee sometime. Like, I dig your work. And like, I wasn't looking for anything. I was just like, just like, seem cool. Let's, let's hang out. And we met and had a good conversation. And he kind of talked to me about possibilities at Havas, which I was kind of like, I'm not, I was like, I'm not really looking for a job. Like, I'm set. I'm good. But I'm never closed off to anything. And then like, I came, I, he brought me in to do some freelance work at the agency and we just kind of hit it off. And then like a month later, I got a, a call from like an HR person. Like it got official. It was, it be, moved beyond like Jason. And I suddenly like I was getting contacted by them and they're like, Hey, Jason wants to know if you're interested in like a full-time thing. And I'm not really one to say no, if the right opportunity comes along. And, and I've actually thought I was, this is going to sound weird, but I thought I had kind of like put myself in an almost unemployable position because I was kind of a specialist like my work is very specific and, you know, um, but he was like, I don't, he's like, I don't care. I just believe in you. I like you. I would like you around and I think you'd be good at this job. And so, I mean, I, I was like, all right, like, cool. I'm going to try. He caught me at a good time and I was like, all right, let's do it. So yeah, I've been there for two years now. Um, and about a year and a half ago we moved, uh, a bunch of us went from the 36, um, East Grand Office downtown to a, a different space called the Annex over in mm-hmm. Westtown. Right. Um, and it's a combination like ad agency where there's client work getting done on the day to day. And um, we have an artist in residence like in the basement. Uh, this guy Lefty, who's a fantastic, you know, amazing yeah, artist. Yeah, he does and, great work. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, uh, you know, during the week or on the weekends, or whatever, we have events like in the building and like we do stuff with the community. Um, we've done some amazing nonprofit stuff with Wells High School right down the street, like raising money for I saw that for like you know supplies for them, or like we picked up a bunch of their honor roll students in these like create. We partnered with um, with a, a, a company that like rents out luxury cars and picked up like all these honor students and like those you know videos. yeah like look- Lamborghinis and stuff and like yeah. made these kids days. So yeah, it's just been like be creative, do cool stuff, but also do things for the community and give back and just like participate in what's happening in Chicago. And so yeah, it's yeah. been it's been fun, man. 
Well, and I see that the Annex is really billed as kind of like the like millennial focused sure. arms. Like, what differentiates that kind of work? Because uh, you know, like millennial is one of these words that's like yeah, yeah. It's thrown around so much that's kind of lot. It's like alternative so, in the nineties. Right, right. Everything was just alternative. Alter- right, right. I think. I mean, like you know, I, I kind of channeled Jason, you know, Peterson on this answer, and the way he's kind of talked about it is. It's like if you want to do work like for clients or ch- like you know, so you have to understand like the history like of, of of Havas. It hasn't been like this cool place for very long. Like it's Havas Chicago now. People see it, and a lot of people think it's some new agency. It used to be called Euro RSCG. It's one of the oldest ad agencies in the world. It's a massive agency. I mean, there are. It is like a multi-billion-dollar enormous advertising agency that is paris-based and been around for decades and they rebranded as havas a couple years ago and jason is at the helm of the chicago one and has and really breathes some amazing new life into it and i think his thing was like let's hire the people that are doing the work instead of like old ad ad guys who you know just kind of go by the book and so he started hiring people like myself and like Dennis and some of these other mm-hmm. people that just are talented people who he was like, I'd want to hang out with these guys and let's put them in positions to succeed and do interesting things and grow. And, you know, it, it's, it's really interesting. I think for his, his is like, Hey, like, shouldn't you hire people that do this stuff every day? And like, then you can really speak truth to your clients and, and, you know, attract more authentic work that way. And, and it's a, you know, it's very young. I mean, Annex been around for like a, a year Plus, and, and I think, like, in that short time, like, some really cool stuff's happened. There's growing pains, as there would be with anything. I mean, you almost look at it as a startup, and some things have worked, some things haven't. Um, but all in all, the concept is really excellent, and the people are amazing, and um, there's exciting things kind of in the pipeline, um, yeah. you know? So, but, uh, yeah, it's really just like, I mean, like, any anybody you talk to, like, you wouldn't hire some, like, guy off of, craigslist to come produce your album like you right. go to someone who you trust and know and want them around you know what i mean the same same thing and and most advertising agencies don't really think that way so i think he's just trying to think a little differently about it and um get other people to think that way and get on board and and a lot of people really have so it's it's been cool yeah, yeah. no it, it's exciting like even just seeing like uh, you know like just being in the community and yeah. seeing like what's going on like yeah, yeah. it's clearly hitting those goals sure yeah, yeah. so with having this storied career and like and having such great experience by and large on the independent side mm-hmm. and also like within the agency side and also like you said living in the pre and post internet right, kind right, of things yeah, yeah. like what advice would you give for any creatives like young or or not young mm-hmm. who are looking to kind of like activate on that level and yeah. whether it's in marketing or just kind of get get their feet wet with actually going out and doing something creative. Yeah. I mean, it is funny. Like I was hosting a panel the other night in Atlanta actually for Havas and there was, I I asked a similar question and I used the word young and then I thought like, no, I don't mean young. I just mean passionate or like kind of looking and people who are interested in putting their career in the next phase, like, you know, trying to figure out like what to do and you could be 18 years old or I mean, now you could be like 15 (laughs) or you could be 35 and looking to make a career change or whatever. Um, I think, you know, I mean, it's easy to say, like, work hard, stay passionate, you know, right. but, like, that's very general advice. I mean, and, and those are important things. Um, but, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, be involved, stay curious, make things, you know, wake up. And, and like, when you don't feel motivated, like, just, like, I never, you know, I didn't, you know, no one feels like they want to go to the gym, but you go and it's the right thing to do. I mean, it's like anything. Um, so just, like, you know, Find what excites you and do that. Um, there's a designer named Jessica Hish 
Um, and she, you know, had a, she said a quote a long time ago that I think about a lot and it was like, whatever you're like, you know, we're always procrastinating. And it was something to the effect of like, whatever it is that you're sidetracked with or procrastinating with is probably right. what you should be doing for a living. Right. So like whatever you're supposed to be doing is like here, but then whatever you've been doing like every day to avoid that, like there's a good, there's a, a really good possibility that like that's the thing you should try and figure out how to make, take from here as the procrastination and like put here as like the thing, but then it becomes a job, right? So it's like, how do you balance that? But just do a lot of different things, figure out what you love and, and just like stay interested and curious, look at other people's work, get out of the house, get off the computer, go to a museum, go to a bookstore. Not that there's many of them, but I mean, you know, in real life. Yeah. Like, like look at, look at someone else's work that like makes you excited and want to learn. And like, just realize how lucky you have it in 2017. If you're listening and seeing this, that you could just Google how to do something and like, it'll pop up. Sure. (laughs) Like, I mean, there's a reason a lot of people don't like, creatives anyways are like oh, i don't need school now because you go on like skillshare and like download a <laughs> class and next thing you know like you're teaching yourself you know coding and this and that whatever right. and it's not the be all end all but like education and resources are are more plentiful than ever and cheaper than ever so take advantage i mean there's not it's not a really good time right now to have many excuses <laughs> no it, it really isn't you're right like you lynda.com yeah. skillshare whatever you're right like you can't if you're like well i don't know how to make a flyer yeah. Like, then you go by the end of the afternoon, you're like, okay, right. well, I don't know what in do. design. Like, well, then right. Google whatever you need and it'll, it will come up, but it takes time to like figure that out and like know it. Right. It's kind of like using Google Maps all the time. Like, eventually, like, I want to know how to just get there without looking down at my phone, you know? So, like, you want to do this stuff and, and like let it assist you, but like eventually, like, you'll wean off and like start realizing you know it. I mean, like, I've been using Photoshop since I was like 14 and I downloaded an illegal copy of it on like Kazaa <laughs> or something like that, you know? <laughs> You know, oh my god, this old internet talk <laughs> I know. is like, yeah, like I'm loving it. This yeah, is yeah. like, yeah. But like, you know, I wasn't really good at it at first, but like, I'm still learning new things about it now. You'll never master it, but you can get really good, and like, you can refine and master your own tastes. And then like, you know, I mean, like you, I, I believe you only really need to know about ten, fifteen percent of like most tools to be dangerous if you have good taste, you yeah. know, and you have a lot of knowledge, um, you know, like so. Yeah, no one. You don't need to know 100 percent of Photoshop, like you never will. But you don't need to like master the program to like you know do something good or right. master Illustrator. Like just <laughs> get this stuff down and just like make what you need to make. You know, <laughs> I love it. Uh, I think we need to have you on a panel. We talked about this off the yeah, mic, yeah. but we do these panels um, just like you. Uh, we do Dynasty podcast yeah, panels yeah. about once a month, and especially in the summer. They really take off. Yeah, so absolutely. Let's get you on one of these conversations where we've got three or four other great creatives. And yeah, like, for sure. Keep this going, man. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I appreciate it. you doing this. It's cool. I mean, it's like the reason, you know, it's not surprising when you ask about like what's going on in Chicago and you have people like yourself and, you know, the guys that were on tonight and, and people are doing stuff right now, you know, you're it's in this amazing time. location. I mean, like people are willing to, I don't know like how this came about using this, but you probably just asked. Yeah, I, I knew <laughs> like, I knew Blake from Virgin Hotels yeah. back from his band days in the, okay. in the 90s and 2000s when I was at Key 101, uh-huh. and he was in a couple bands, and so we knew each other through that side, and, and he's the entertainment director here, and yeah. blah, 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 yeah, blah, yeah, yeah. and now we're here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah man, just, that's my other piece of advice, and just to ask, especially in a city like Chicago, New York maybe is tougher, but like if you're in Chicago, I mean, anywhere really, it doesn't matter, but just like, if you have a question for someone or want to learn something or want to like use someone's space or whatever, like... 
Just like, you know, just ask them. The worst that can happen is they say no. Like, right. so what? <laughs> ask someone else or move on, you know? No, like, Just give it a shot. Like, something, something might happen from it. Yeah, I mean, uh, dead on. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Anderson, you can be found all over the internet under the name No Pattern. Yep, just one word, No Pattern, yep. Yeah, especially no on pattern. all the visual sites. Yeah, yeah. When a new social media platform comes out, I register No Pattern, like, immediately. So I'm, I'm, like, on everything. I might not use it, but I got the name in, like, most places. So. Yeah, that's the smart thing <laughs> yeah. to do. Um, I love it, man. I'm glad cool. we got to start this conversation. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, let's get you on a panel. Yeah, so. for sure. Let's do it. This is awesome. Thank you so yeah. much, man. Yeah, thank you. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.